3: another episode of the Half Hour Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host Peter, joined this week as usual by Tom and Donnie. How are you doing Tom? I'm
2: good Peter, how are you?
3: Not too bad, how are you doing Donnie? I'm very well, thank you. Good, good. Just as well it was this week and that last week because I'd lost my voice last week guys and I couldn't have spoke. <laughs> I, I was sick and I actually done my vocal cords in so back to f- nearly full fitness. Right, I don't know, nobody cares about that. Right, we'll go back to... Uh, <laughs> First of all, the Kevin Van Deen Cup is league, round two is a full swing. I have posted results last night, so if you're still in the cup, have a look, see who you've got. The setting leg will be this weekend, round four, and then we will draw the final 16 draw, last day where it is, in the next weekend's podcast. Also, the, our own league, let's see, over three weeks in now, so we'll see what's happening at the top. Number one is FPL General with one ninety nine overall. Second is the Dishonest Men, Makat, Makatat Wolf one nine eight. and third is Yusuf Spittle. Like that name, Darren Sneden ninety seven So that's uh, two of you guys playing a cup. Regular Darren Sneden General. So that's two guys kind of play quite often. Uh, me and Tom are struggling the cup, I think Tom. Both of us have got a deficit to bring back this round. Yep. I drew Hugh for the caravan, and I actually thought it myself, easy, brilliant draw, he has no, no Celtic players on his team, his team's called another assault, and his team outscoring by 12 points this week, so it doesn't look, doesn't load well for me, but more on that as we get into the fixtures. Right, scores and rank for this game week. Donnie, you still third out of three?
1: Yeah, I think I right, no. you go
3: first in score no. and rank
1: having a stinker at the moment, but we go on. Okay, so my score was 49, I took a minus 4 uh, so I ended up on 45 uh, 30 of those came from Captain Tav. So the team in goals, Clark for 3, Captain Tav for 30, oblai 1, Del Ferrier 1, Turnbull 3, Morris 1, Abada 1, Cantwell 3, Robinson 2 for the Hashi vice-captain 2, Lammers 2. Um, so it's not much really going on there. So that was my 45. Global score was 169. I was 1313. It's a red arrow. I'm 1524. So a lot of holes to fix, uh, which I'll talk about
2: later.
3: Okay, Tom, over to you. Score and rank. Uh,
2: my rank is 1997. My score was 43 points. I took a minus four. And I got, so I'm guessing that's net 39 Um my points are I had Clark and goals for three, backline of Brown with one, Tab 15, Stevenson nothing, uh, Spittle five, Captain O'Reilly got me six, Campbell got me six, Abada one, Vice Furuhashi got me two, Lammers got me two, and Simon Murray got me two.
3: Right, I am ranked 210th. That's up. Green Arrow and 51 points this week, pretty much same as you Donny, Tavernier was the main story. 30 points for him, captain. Had Clark and goals for three. Brown and Devlin off the bench, each one point apiece. Miller, two points. Turnbull, three points. Cantwell, three points. O'Reilly, three points. Tagawa, one point. Furuhashi, two points. And Lammers, two points. So, Captain Tav saved the day basically this time. Yeah. So, results, Tom, why do start to take us through the results?
2: Yep. Um, first fixture of the weekend was Ross County nil, Rangers 2 um, The goals came from Roof with an assist from Barisic And Tav got the second Obviously those that didn't captain Tavenier, um were punished this week He got a clean sheet, a goal and three bonus uh, Obviously Roof is now back from injury Another tacker to consider um, it's Quite an abundance there at Rangers It's a tricky one uh, Cantwell did start this fixture again However, still no returns. I think his input's diluted down, as mentioned with the amount of tackers that are there. Barisic does seem to be doing quite well. He's got nine points this game week. He had 13 points last game week as well. I think he's perhaps uh, one to consider for your third or even your second Rangers slot. Um, He's top for key passes in the league with 11. And Tav and also Graham Carey of St. Johnston are joint second with eight. Stats-wise, uh, Dessers and Lammers both had two shots on target. They were top. Um, Dessers missing a big chance. For a Ross County, it's they're hard to judge um, in fixtures like these. Uh, Danda's back, um, which means, unfortunately, Kyle Turner's back on the bench. And Danda is top for big chances created so far this season with three. Um, Randall, this one that we mentioned, he's still playing out of position, still not really providing any returns as a result. Um their fixtures are Kilmarnock away, who have a strong defence. They've got Livingston at home, which is quite nice. And then they're away to Aberdeen and then at home to Hart. So, a bit of a tough run for uh, Ross County, but they are our kind of favourite underdog so far this season. I'll come to you first, Donnie, for your Rangers perspective.
1: So, I thought it was another professional performance from Rangers. Uh, and as you say, a reminder to everyone out there that Tavernier is still the, the king of fantasy football Scotland. Uh, I see that the game posted that he actually fell in value for the first time. Mm-hmm. So a lot of managers out there must have swapped him out after two games thinking that uh, he was no good. But he managed to show all the doubters wrong, including those who decided not to captain him. Uh, Look at you, Tom. <laughs> uh, with a, a superb wonder goal. Um, a really good run and finish uh, from him. The clean sheet, the bonus points. So as, as we've alluded to in our scores, 30 points for me and Peter. Um, pretty much uh, made our total for the week. So, as we say in the game, always captain Tav, um, and that's the reasons why. But, but back to the team, again, because of the European fixtures, we're we're rotating around that. This was Kimar Roof's first start in 16 months. um, A guy who's just riddled with injuries. You probably can see him uh, starting a lot of league games. I (laughs) Whether whether you want to keep him on the permanent fixture, I don't know what his value is, but it's probably quite pricey. Um, we talked about this before, uh, and it's something I'm going to look at. I think Rangers have got too many options up front. Uh, I think we all had Lammers, Drew a Blank. You're probably going to get something out of him once every four or five games, whilst all the other players score. So for me at the moment, and you took the words out of my mouth, I think it's Tav and Barisic. Um, are your uh, reliable assets. I'm going to stick with Cantwell. I know there was a question uh, on him his form, Um, but I think those are the the names that you're probably going to look for when you're talking about Rangers. As far as Ross County goes, well, they've played Rangers and Celtic now, so they'll have a good run of fixtures um, that you can potentially target. A cheap defender. Uh, I don't think they've got much in the middle or up front. Uh, It's quite slim pickings there, but I think Rangers are just starting to tick uh, at the right time. I think they'll go into this weekend's fixture full of confidence as they look to overtake St Mirren at the top of the table.
2: <laughs> Peter, a more balanced perspective. Yes, yes. D- <laughs> D- Dory's
3: just full of digs. Uh, I watch it. The, the situation is always the same as Lysifort. If, if he scores a goal and they keep a clean sheet, he's going to get three bonus points. So you do run the risk if you don't capture him. I was swear on it, back and forth thinking like an away game, it hasn't been great, but then I just went, you see the other team news, go be tried and tested and it paid off. Barisic's an interesting one for me, I mean, it's like, he's like, he has played like Pete Barisic two seasons ago where we all had two just defenders on the team. If he can keep it up, I think he's probably, I mean, he's formed, means he's pretty nailed, he's not going to come out of the team he's played list on, is he? He's not going to get dropped, no. so... No, I don't
1: think he will.
3: And he's offered just as much attack and threat on the left-hand side as Tavernier is, so... But this way, if I was Will Cardin, and I'm not, I think Barisic would be my second Rangers player in the team. I think he's just I know the fixtures are coming up, so people might look at oh but it's only one fixture. I think my two would be Taverner and Barisic. Can't well are more swaying on, but we'll talk about that later. Rangers did look better. I think Ross County did they do look they could come and have a go at certain points, but Rangers can have manage the game well, got the second goal. I think White missed a sitter, or well, could be a sitter near up but after that. The Brazil and I just managed to get him out, and that's what they probably want, couldn't kind of, The European time midweek. Ross county point of view, I've got James Brown, cheap, cheap arabler. He's got kind of a full back, overlapping. I think he's decent. I'll see how the fixture swing go, but as Dorry mentioned, I don't really think there's much up front or in the middle for him to kinda of hang your hat on. There's a lot of cheap alternative strikers. I know Tom You'd Scott right for a time you still have them or not. It does look all
2: action up front, but he's not really returned yet, so I think he'll going elsewhere. Next fixture then, we have Celtic nil, St Johnston And um, For me, I had O'Reilly captain in this fixture, and I thought Celtic um, would need to make up for the bad result last week, but obviously I was wrong on that one. Um, st Johnston at home would have been an ideal fixture. O'Reilly was the, the standout guy in terms of st- statistics. He had six shots, three of which were on target. He missed three big chances and hit the woodwork. Um, in terms of the sort of season as a whole, the, the, in the three fixtures so far, he's top of the league for shots on target with eight. Um, joint second, uh, another couple of Selic players, uh, Turnbull and Maeda, and they sit there with um, Jordan White. They all have five shots on target, so one's to watch there. Um, obviously, Selic do have a lot of injuries, um, a lot of disgruntled players as well, by the sounds of things. Um and it looks like Rodgers has just kind of picked up where he left off in terms of the sort of turgid football, which is quite hard to watch. Um, but there's still a few days of the transfer window left. So let's see what can happen. Um, Joe Hart really never had much to do. Um, and it's obviously a nice point for, for St. Johnston, but I, I certainly would not be piling on St. Johnston players just yet. Um, I think it kind of speaks more about Selig, So I'll come to you first, Peter, for this one.
3: See, can we watch my down. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> the there's uh, Well, it was a terrible to watch, because I didn't watch it. I rushed back to the caravan and watched it on my mobile phone for 90 minutes, and that was a 90 minutes I never to get back in my life. Very carbon copy of the cup game. Uh, didn't look really much in danger at the back. But going forward, there's no impetus, nobody cut an edge. O'Reilly's the one, again, stood out to me, who was making his moves, getting into position, so... If you're looking for some fantasy football positives, really did look lively. Probably missed two sitters. I don't know what else to take for the game, Celtic-wise. It's The football isn't very good to watch so far. It's possession play. I think it was death by possession, somebody's do it online. It's just pass the ball about. But when you're playing these teams of the low block, that's just music to the ears. They just sit in, you're going to have to do something about it. It's You're going to have to... Windows still to shut. He's going to have to tailor tactics, I suppose, and see what happens. But if this is going to play going forward, we're in, We're in, Tom, as in, me and you, maybe not Donnie, in for a long season of watching, try to break teams down. It's not ideally watch. But I don't think Brendan Rodgers is a bad manager, so I'd like to see how he gets on and watch after the international break and we'll see what happens. So Johnson agree with you. I think they just played well. Set up two banks of four to five at times and put an offer in going forward and met a good result. I still wouldn't be unless they do this week in, week out, I'd not be interested in getting the on.
1: No. Donnie? I don't know why is it all been so down? I thought it was a great result. First first clean sheet of the season, so you should be happy. Um there's clearly a problem. I mean, obviously I've been on the, the other end of this for the last two seasons, but um you know, for going to win everything, get knocked out of the cup, and now dropping points home to St. Mirren is is a huge drop-off in form. And, you know, it's giving me flashbacks to to Rangers under Van Bronckhorst and moving the ball around, not really getting any end product um, and having a lot of frustration results. So if that's used for the season, strap yourself in because it's not good. And what will happen is teams will just learn from it. So, okay, there's Rangers this weekend, but then Dundee and Livingston, they're just going to do exactly the same, try and frustrate. So um, you just have to brace yourself for a long season if that's the case. On paper, you know... You could have pushed the triple captaincy in this game. It was just absolutely prime set up for them. Um, but for whatever reason, it was not to be. Uh, apart from the clean sheet, as a fa- fantasy point of view, absolutely zero um, take out from it. I loaded up in Turnbull and Abada. And whilst Abada didn't start the game, he came on and, and still offered nothing. So I'm stuck with two set of midfielders going into an old firm, which isn't ideal. We'll need to get rid of one of those. Uh, Kyogo, he scored in two out of the three league games, so you know, I don't think the blame solely lies on him. I think you can hold on to him for Tish St Johnston, again, they've been absolutely atrocious, so they'll you know really celebrate this, and they've got Dundee next. You know, you might want to get a St Johnston defender, but I think it's probably a flash in the pan um, that result, but. Celtic have got Rangers at Ibrox and for the first time in a long time you've got to imagine their second favourites um, for this game, they would have been hoping to go six points clear um, but now could realistically find themselves behind so it'll be interesting, It's uh, anything can go in this game but I'm looking forward to it, probably more <laughs> than I, I ever have in terms of <laughs> an old firm match but it's uh, just one of those results you have to write off and, and hope that they bounce back but from a Rangers point of view it was a, a very much a surprise result and for myself.
2: Yep. Um, our next fixture then, Hibs 2, Livingston 3. Um, we had an Obita OG. Um, Bruce Anderson scored for Livingston with an assist from Penrice and Sangari scored with an assist from Noobly. Uh For Hibs, it was Boyle that scored with an assist from Doige, and Josh Campbell uh, was subbed on and scored the second for Hibs. Um, a game of goals, um seven shots on target total, five of which were goals, so um there's some accurate striking going on here. Um Hibs are probably still hurting from the five nil gubbing through the week. Um and probably this was the fly anointment, losing at home to, to Livingston, a, a team that we've stated, don't really have much firepower. Um obviously since writing this the Hibs have now sacked the manager, so maybe perhaps a wait and see before we sort of really write Hibs off. Um, I've got a couple of Hibs players myself, Stevenson and uh, Josh Campbell. So it was nice to see Josh Campbell come on and get some points. Um, I, I may be tempted to hold on to them just to kind of see what happens at Hibs. Uh, prior to the, the manager getting sacked, I was dead set on getting rid of them, but it's something I'm going to um, suss out this week. Um, in terms of Livingston, uh, as I said, a team... And not not really showing much up front. They managed to get three goals away from home. Um, that may be more telling of the Hibs defence um, rather than Livingston turning the corner, but something to keep an eye on. And Newbley and Anderson are, are familiar names. Uh, Newbley's £4.7 um, However, they are, they are cheaper strikers doing better. He got, um, he's got a total of nine points so far. Uh, Dodge is the same price, and he's on 17 points. Uh, and he's currently playing through the middle at Hibbs, but again, a managerial uh, switch up there might impact that. Uh, Boyle could be an option um, for those considering getting rid of the Selican Rangers midfielders who aren't performing. Um, something to uh, keep an eye on, perhaps, there as well. But Donnie, I'll come to you first for your opinion on that. Yeah, it mean, was certainly
1: an end to end game. Hibbs was showing their, their poor form, you know, concede far too many goals. No manager's going to survive that. So whoever comes in next, they've got a good squad of players. If they can get them to play in the right way, um, there's no reason why they can't bounce back. But um, having watched the game, I thought the guy Penrice, uh, at the back for Livingston, he had, a, he had a really good game. Um, It's somebody I'll potentially target uh, as one of the holes in my defence. I thought um, he was quite good value. Uh, and you mentioned about Boyle. As a Boyle believer myself, I think he's maybe done enough now um, to you know, put him in my team. Uh, they haven't had a penalty recently that I can think of, um, but he was a um, normal penalty taker. So that's still the case. And I think he offers value. His price point um, has always been pretty decent as well. So if we get him now before he goes up, um, then that's good. Yeah. Um, as for that, you know, they do have Aberdeen next. That's always going to be a tough one, but they'll have uh European game as well. So be interesting to see how that one pans out. As I say, Livingston defense, uh, Penrice caught my eye. I think he's one for the watch list. But um good result, good game, end to end, um and a couple of couple of players you can keep an eye on uh, as things progress. Yep. Peter,
2: what about you? Are you a Boyle believer? I am
3: boil believer. yeah. Uh... Uh, I think he is a move coming soon. It's been, depending on who the manager is. I can't remember the David Gray manager before, if that was the patch when he was actually scoring goals for fun before his injury. I would need to look, look back and look at that. Obviously, he's Talismanic for him. If they get a manager in charge, say, a manager who likes to chew tobacco, Boyle might be the, <laughs> Boyle might be the, the main man up top. And if that's the case, I think... He is a kind of new learning type player. I'm alluding to new lane, obviously. I think Boyle would be one of my first names on my sheet to give in. I'm assuming Donny, he'd be on the wild card if we talk about that later. He's one of the ones you're going to be talking about. Yeah, and I just
1: don't think there's a lot going on in midfield right now. and A penalty taker, that's, you know, that's good for him. I think I would definitely have him pinned down.
3: And if you own him this week, for example, <coughs> you're not too sure, Ranger how you say a decent differential captaincy option? Because we always say he can pop up in most games. He's kind of fixture-proof. Uh, Penn Rice as well. do I brought him down because I did like the look at him. He was quite an yeah. attack defender as well. So and he's really cheap. So he's a good one if you want to get a wee bit of defence And again, we always say in this podcast, he won't return every week. But if you leave him on the bench, he's a bench trick Maybe every three or four weeks, you'll get something out of them. Uh, maybe I think he's had an assist in this game as well so far. So I think he's yeah, an assist and
1: two bonus points. So, so there you go,
3: get value there. So he's he's decent going forward. New Blaine Anderson here before. I just don't. I think there's still better value elsewhere in the up front to go for them. But right now, Livingston, I, I don't argue having any of them as a cheap player. And for him, Hibbs, you just have to wait and see who the manager comes in. Is there a reason why Boric replaced Marshall? Was it injury or is it just hooked? Yeah, a took type? a knock. Took a knock at the end of the first half. Right. So sort of watch in case we get a really cheap keeper in place there in case Marshall's out long term. But apart from that, yeah, it was a good game of watch actually. Apart from Hibbs are atrocious at the back. I'm not mean, bringing any defenders in We've a new manager in place.
2: Yep. Um, Motherwell 2, then Kilmarnock 1. We have um, Dan Casey scoring for Motherwell with an assist from Spencer, and uh, Peyton scored with an assist from Spittle. For Kilmarnock, it was Miley Watkins that scored with an assist from Danny Armstrong. Um, Dan Casey won a penalty for Motherwell, and Slattery took it, and it was the Kemanek keeper Dennis that saved the penalty. So Kemanek have been great defensive so far this season. And um, even though Dennis didn't get any clean sheet points in this fixture, um, he got the points for saving a penalty. Um, for Manley Watkins, I think confidence was high. He scored against Celtic in the Cup last week. So um, could be a decent option there. Um, and our old friend Danny Armstrong back at it again. Um, Spittle was not to be updone within the, the four-point uh Zero up to four point four million um midfield bracket, and he got an assist as well um Brody Spencer so um he is playing in place of soare um who's out injured not too sure how how long I think it's a matter of weeks, but not too sure on the specifics um he was the only player in this fixture to get more than a single shot on target and um, with two he missed a big chance um, but got the assist so perhaps one to watch he's two point six million in the game um one to keep an eye on there. Nothing else to really report on that one. Uh, Peter, what's your thoughts?
3: Just a lot of familiar names coming up here. Obviously, Armstrong, Spittle, MD had to kind of template or went for names from last season, done well. What does this stand out? I don't know if he looks like boys for last week's games. He looks at a really, really nice, cheap striker option for Marnock. And if their form continues, I know they defeated here, but they still looks lively. And if they can go on a decent run, then I can keep it the one of the main men up front. Armstrong again, He's has been quite quiet this season so far, but he could, I think he could even kind of ease him by it. That's what about we'll, you bring up Spencer uh, and Suarez. The only issue with that is I think Suarez is two to come back after the national break. The way they're not, Spencer, they enough to keep that place. Is just someone to keep the pressers on idea between the international break. And Blue Spill, I had him for a long spells last year, but I think this is his first, this is his first return this season in the game. he would be second assist
2: but
3: so, yeah. if they start Motler as well I'm sure spell will be part of it they do look lacking without Van Veen but that's just that's turning dust now you can't hear about that we'll see if the team goes forward they did look good obviously the first team to take a scalp properly off on this year Well, they will finish last season strong we'll finish start of the season kind of iffy but if they can continue this maybe some cheap assets jump on it as well, we'll as if to kind of see how their fixture run goes mm-hmm. Donnie
2: anything to add there? Yeah,
1: again, another good game. I thought Kilmarnock started off well, um, quite rightly in front, and then Motherwell came back into it. Motherwell have a striker problem at the moment because um, Wilkinson's out uh, long-term now as well as Abika. Um There is talk of them bringing in Fletcher in the transfer window. I'm not sure he would uh, be the answer to things, but yeah, they are struggling up front, so keep an eye on Spittle. Um, he might get a more um attacking role and the fact that Slattery missed that penalty in the game, you know, he might get handed penalty duties too. So certainly Spittle I would be sticking with him and I had him in my team. Uh Kilmarnock, the names you mentioned, Watkins, Armstrong, uh, both offering value. Um maybe not get carried away too much with Kilmarnock. I mean they obviously uh, I've beat Rangers and Celtic, but you know they're not Barcelona reincarnated, so they will have results like this. So just be careful and don't go too heavy on them. But um, yeah, just the, the names that we tend to see every week did return in this one. And you know, if you are running a template, then you'll have done well. So um, you know, these are the players that are probably I, um going
2: forward. Yep. Um. Next fixture, then we have Dundee one Hearts nil, and um, the goal came from Luke McCowan with an assist from Bakayoko. Um, Hearts conceded their first goal of the season. I'm surprised it was in this fixture, to be honest. But uh, there we go. Um, Zach Robinson is the only player on the pitch to get more than a single shot on target, with two. Um, there were two big chances, both of which he missed. Um, he's actually top, um, so far this season for big chances missed, with four. Um. Speaking of chances missed, we've got Shankland um, whose stats are near, close to what they were last season. He would regularly get three shots on target, plus those other shots which were off or blocked. Um, but on the plus side, I suppose it's one less expensive asset we, we need to worry about. Um, Yoko made four key passes, so perhaps deserving of the assist. Um, Lowry, um, he's on loan from Rangers and um He's perhaps one to, to, to keep an eye on. He needs a, a bit of time to bed in, but it um, could be a decent option. He made three passes in uh, this fixture as well. But it's uh, Luke McCowan, who seems to be the, the standout. Um, so far this season, he has one goal, one assist, and five bonus points, um, which is joint top with uh, Brad Lyons at Kilmarnock. And he's averaging 6.7 points per game. Uh, he's the third highest scoring midfielder in the game and uh, he faces St Johnston next. Um, Fixtures on a whole, though, are a little bit of a mixed bag, so perhaps he would be an ideal bench trick option, particularly at his price point, which is um, £3.5 So not bad for a cheapy midfielder. Um, Donny, come to you first. What do you think?
1: Yeah, so a good win for for Dundee against what I think is still quite a poor hearts team. Um, They're obviously battling on Europe as well. I can't see them getting through that tie. So I think once they are out of Europe, they'll be able to fully concentrate uh, on league matters. And if that's the case, I think a player like Lowry will probably suffer. I think he's ideal at the moment. Um, give somebody like Boyce a rest um, for the European games. So his minutes might decrease, uh, albeit he is a good player. Uh, I had double hearts defence um, going into this game, and that was one of the changes that I wanted to make. I just don't fancy them. And rightly enough, it was uh, quite a sloppy goal that they gave away. Um Dundee, it's hard to you know look at where there is any value in this team. I mentioned Bakayoko um last time we spoke. He's three point three million ideal um to have as your third striker. Um will get you points every so often. So yeah, definitely look for him. As for Hearts, as I say, if they get knocked out of Europe, then potentially. You've got, like, some Cochran coming back from suspension. Shanklin's always dangerous, but it's just a team that you have to watch. You know won't be long until they hit Rangers and Celtics, and then, you know, do you put your faith in players till then? Just have to wait and see. But, Dundee, good value, three points. They'll be happy with that. Yep.
3: Peter? Called it with hearts. Float it three weeks. Kidder uh With Dundee, they're also offer great value, a lot of cheap assets, I mean, you mentioned Pacquiao, Donnie, they're, they're players like all over their team. I'm sure if you have one in each position or two, maybe two sit at the bench, you will, been, you will get returns over the space of the season. I don't think they're going to be the worst team in the league. Hearts, to me, is just... Because the squad team's bloated. They've got too much rotational issues up front, so you're kind of reliant. Even the defenders like Cochrane and Kingsley, you think one's going to play playing and one's benched. Uh, I've got Clark and Goals. I think that's the only one I'm going to... I've got Tagawa up front as a cheap enabler. He was 3.3 as well, the striker. So I'm not really interested in getting into them until maybe, as Tony mentioned, out of Europe and they get a more, you know... They eleven. in your nose, get to play most weeks. So you can maybe pick and choose who they're going to pick for that. But because they finish quite high, they're quite a lot. They're quite expensive as well. and I don't know if I'm really about to go two or three D 30 hertz. Shankland, as he said, doesn't look as attacking. Maybe he's playing that deeper role again and it's not who was it last year that played ahead of him? Was it Janelli? Was it play that was playing up front position? Yeah, Janelli
2: played down the centre, so, I
3: so nobody's really grabbed that position for themselves yet. So until somebody does, then that may be an option up there. But it's not an avoid, it's just that I am not really interested. I think there's better value elsewhere in the league right now than jump into hearts. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Um, that leaves us then with St. Mirren two, Aberdeen two. For St Mirren, it was Greg Kilty that scored with the penalty. Uh, Alex Grieve got the second with an assist from Mandrun. Uh, for Aberdeen, it was Johnny Hayes that scored and then Miofsky with the penalty. Um, Aberdeen scored with both their shots on target, um, one of which was a penalty. I was kind of kind of expecting more from Aberdeen attacking-wise this season, obviously. Miofsky and Duke um, had great form last season, plenty of goals, plenty of assists, but all seems a little bit flat just now. Um, perhaps their, their focus lies with with Europe. Um, they will have a busy fixture schedule ahead, so like hearts, a bit of a concern there. Um, for Saint Maryn, uh, Greg Kilty and olusanya are joint. we joint in this fixture for Shots and Target with two Kilty, another four point four million uh, midfielder to to consider. Um, add him to the the bracket there. Um, obviously a, a favourite from previous seasons as well uh, could be a decent option um, and obviously uh, one of Donny's favourites he's a penalty taker so plenty of points there um, Mandron I think he was a lot of people's third uh, choice striker and um, he didn't start this fixture but he did come on and, and get an assist so um, if you're using him as part of your bench then that's ideal but perhaps maybe not uh, assured of starts there
3: Perhaps for me, I haven't got Aberdeen playing in my squad at all. I really like Aberdeen, I just think they're guaranteed European football right through to Christmas now. So they're going to have to negotiate the Sunday Thursday football. And as you can probably see so far, when the starts teams are playing in Europe, these teams aren't used to. It. They find it really hard to have the strength of team out for both legs. Sun's got to give, and that's the points seem to be dropped. So they're going to start the season really well. Really, they have really impressed me in the game I've seen. The, 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 Steve, it's Robinson, that's his name, Robinson? Yeah. Manager. He's a good he's a decent coach. He's got them playing well. They're very tactically astute when it comes to certain games. It's just picking out what players and what games you want to have. I mean Abda likes trying to try and strain, but they've not been keeping much clean sheets. So he's not been going forward the other way. Mandarin, yep, a lot of people had them for choice, but there is players, alternative other teams that are maybe offer more. The one obviously stand out is O'Hara, but he's injured right now. But I think when he's back, Talismanic, I think we'll all be back on him again quite quickly because they're playing well without him. And when he goes back to the team, I expect to make it a step up another level. But apart from that, there's not MD really. I'm kind of looking to man wise. And Aberdeen, whereas the Oscars are turning well so far, it's just that whole European football every Sunday and Thursday. And what are they going to kind of prioritise it's kind of putting me off bringing him in? Yep, Donnie,
2: would you agree?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Aberdeen have won a, a league game this season so. And um, That tells you everything you need to know about their troubles. Uh, and the fact that they do play on Sundays, you're never going to get team news either. So, you know, you are going to take punts that, you know, Miofsky should start every week, but he, he might get rotated every now and again. So you're going to have to watch there. I thought it a admitting we're good value for money in the first half. Um, Strain uh, got booked for diving. I think if anyone still owns him, you should probably want to get rid of him. He costs far too much money and is certainly not returning. Um, Hayes for the opener, did you see that goal at all? Yes. No. So, it was uh, a free kick out wide, he just floated it in, nobody went for it, keeper just watched it and it just bounced into the corner And <laughs> uh, So a bit of a blunder there from Hammond. <coughs> Guilty, uh, a name from a couple of seasons ago, uh, on penalties at the moment, that might be value, um, but as we say, O'Hara hopefully should be back soon, um, and then Miowski with a penalty also in, in this game, but... I think both teams is really difficult to pin down right now. I'm the same as you, Peter. I don't have any Aberdeen assets. If I was to have one, I would probably be Miofsky. Um, I don't think the fans are too happy with Duke right now. He's, he's, as you say, his form's really falling off. Uh, and St. Mirren, without O'Hara, it's, it's hard to see who the permanent fixture there is. But uh, a good end-to-end game. St. Mirren will be... Um, a bit unhappy that it ended two-two, but um, they've certainly had a good start to the season.
2: Mhm. Um. So then that we just round off with our top ten of the week. Then um, Captain Tav is in at number one with fifteen points. And uh, um, comes in at second with twelve points. Uh, Luke McAwen at Dundee, eleven points. Mitov, the St Johnston goalkeeper, ten points. Barisic. Um, with nine, Johnny Hayes with nine, uh, Daniel Phillips at St. Johnson with eight, a uh, couple of Dundee players in Trevor Carson and Cammy Kerr both got eight, and um, Shooter at Rangers got seven. Um, if we break that down into positions, goalkeepers like buses, never in the top ten, then we get two at once. Uh, defenders, five, midfielders three, and surprisingly no forwards. Um, I suppose it's uh, kind of obvious, given that St Johnston's result against um, Celtic and Dundee's result against Hearts. The, the quite a few of those players populate in the top 10. But anything else to add to that? I think if you had Davonir and Barisic, you want to watch
1: this game mm-hmm. because there was nothing yeah. else happening. I think we're maybe seeing a shift in the template to two seasons ago where strikers just couldn't buy a goal. Uh, last year we were spoiled a bit up front, um, mm-hmm. but it's you know, it's only game week three. If either Rangers or Celtic have a bad result, then it spreads throughout uh, the game, so maybe
3: shouldn't read too much into it, but
1: nothing on that list that was really on my team apart from
3: Tavernier. Yep, I tend to agree. The striker situation so far isn't usually exploded on the scene. Rangers got too much players up there in rotation, so you don't know who it is. Hugo's playing deeper, so playing poor up front, so... As it stands, around, Yep, if you were on the defensive double up Rangers, I think you want to watch this week, especially if you captain, vice captain them. And it's the early days yet, so we we'll have to just wait and see how the next couple of weeks goes on. We're going to have a better picture of how the template might look. Mm-hmm. Okay, right, Donny, your dive this week is talking <laughs> us through a potential wild card that you've been dying to do, and me and Tom have been trying to talk you out it. But
1: <clears throat> the floor yeah. is yours. So, wild card or not, um, it's the title of this week's deep dive. Uh, so we're three weeks in now, uh, and I've started to question whether I should wild card or not. So I'm going to talk about pros and cons uh, of doing so early in the season. Um, now we've all had mixed fortunes at the moment. Peter's flying high, so I doubt he's going to wild card. Tom loves to hold on to his chips, so I doubt he's going to push the button. Whereas I did a relatively early wild card last season, which I should say didn't work out, but I still finished sixth overall, so it didn't didn't go that bad. Uh, worth noting, one of our high profile players, FPF General, FPL General, beg your pardon. He played his wild card at the weekend. He got a rank rise of one thousand five hundred and seventy-four places. Uh had a quick nosy at his team and it is pretty good. So um let's have a look at the pros. So obviously the, the main pro of a wild card, you just start in a clean sheet. You get your team that you want, you know, if you made bad choices, you can just get rid of them. No point loss um, and have a clean sheet. So that's where I'm at at the moment. I want to start again. Uh, next thing, you can obviously catch players before the price rises. And uh, so we talk about somebody like Martin Boyle. If I jump on him this game week, he scores, and then everyone else gets some game week after. You know, I'll be able to get the price rise early. You've got somebody like Tavernier who fell in value. If there's teams out there that thought they could run without him and then realise they couldn't he'll actually get him cheaper uh, than he was at the start of the game. So you can catch price sizes there. Next thing you can do is you can target teams that started better than expected, uh, or you can come off teams that are underperforming. So we've got like Killie on one hand, who've had a good few results, and a far better team than last season. And then you have Hibs, Aberdeen, Hearts, the teams that we expect to finish high in the league, currently struggling at the moment. You can move out injured players or your cheap 3rd choice striker straight away, rather than have to wait, you know, take two hits one week, take two hits the next. You can just do it all in one go. You can break the template, so as I just touched on there, uh, I think premium forwards um, aren't particularly offering value. Uh, certainly Rangers fall into that category. Um, with the amount of strikers that they have, I think you might hit one week and then two, three weeks before you hit again um, if you just don't choose the right one. Duke, Shankland, great last season. Maybe not so much this season. Time. Again, I, I said before we started recording, I think to get my team to where I want it, it would probably take three or four weeks. Um, and during that time, you, you could lose out. So if you're wild card, you're able to do it instantly. And I guess my last pro would be that you get two wild cards. So if you Here's one now, you've still got another one uh, for, for later on in the season. So that's all the things in the, the pro category. We'll, we'll look at the cons uh, and then I'll get you their opinions. Uh, so the first major con would be it's only three game weeks in. Um, Rangers have had one bad result, Celtic have had one bad result. So, you know, we shouldn't read too much into it. To quote Peter at The weekend said One week's wild card can be the next week's studs. The Scottish game is so up and down, and he's right. You know, we could get a scorer that you know scores a brace and then never scores again for five six weeks. So you might make a knee jerk decision there. There's an international break coming up, um, so if you've got anyone injured um, or on reduced game time, you could see that changing by the time game week five comes around. Um, limited data. So good teams, bad runs. You know Ross County have played Rangers and Celtic, so they've got a lot of good teams to come. Whereas Hearts and Hibs have still got Rangers and Celtic to play. So we're talking about Hearts being out of form. They've still got those fixtures to come up. One bad game doesn't make a bad team. Although Celtic have had two bad games now, so maybe that's not true. And uh, um, there's plenty of time to make up the difference. Um, and finally, um, you only get two wild cards. So whilst it is good that you only get two. You know, if you do use one up, then it leads you the rest of the season to navigate with one. So that'll include the winter schedule, which is traditionally tough. We often get double game weeks. You've got the January transfer window when a lot of teams bring in new players. You might want to freshen up. And then the split where we've traditionally used our wild card is another point. So if you do it now, you run the rest of the season with only one uh, and quite a few opportunities that you, you might want to use it. So come Saturday, I was firmly in the wild card camp. Peter and Tom talked me out of it, but since I was writing this, looking at my team, I'm very much back in uh, the wild card camp again. So guys, I'll leave it with you. Peter, I guess you're not going to wildcard, but thoughts on wild card in general at this stage in the game?
3: I think it's too early. I've got a caveat. Obviously, I'm happy with my position, my team, so I'm all right. I, the way I look at it, as I sent you the text, is this week it's Rangers Celtic, so most players in this game are going to have, I would say, at least four. Mm-hmm. So even though Rangers favourites, the game can go anyway. We all know that play them. So I don't think no matter what happens, you're going to fall that far behind or fall that or go that far in front. For example, you could bring in Tavernier and Barasic. And your wild card, you could captain Tav and a vice captain. I don't know who your vice captain. And Celtic could go nuts catching with the because you're playing it for the back and it could backfire. Yeah. Injury issues as is, international breaks coming up. Many players you got red flag in your team. Uh, two at least, Suárez and Ndaba. Is that
1: right?
3: Yeah, that'd be it. Right, yeah. Same two, us. There. so. And David, is just obviously, a question on that later. But he's kind of a long-term injury, so we're all going to take him out at some point. That's going to have to happen. Suarez, I think, is closer, to, rather later coming back at the team. So two weeks off could be close back to the team. It could be. In. You've got more time. So, for example, if you waited to your wildcard to, after this game week, like this is my point: we you may wait one more week at least, and then you've got the full international break. You've got the pressers. You have players coming back to fitness. You could well-card three players at that team. Three players could get injured at a national break, and then you've got your kind of snook of the game. But my mentality would be, take the hit one more week. It's one more week. You don't always get happen in this Rangers game. There's no really other games. I looked at the fixtures. You go, I've got to get on these players for this game week. And then once a national break, you can take it, you can hit it, you can think about, and you can look up until the game week comes back. And Am I right to say the fixtures that come back are quite friendly for certain teams at all?
1: I've um, got St Johnstone Celtic, I've got Dundee so, yeah, so
3: you would think into... for a normal given day if both teams are back and hitting decent form and that's two fixtures you could easily target in it and if any sort of thing you've hit or drop in form you fell this week you we come back that's pretty much it I just think so. to me it's just a week 12 I don't get wrong. I think the wild card is quite off. go for it fair enough but I think you're chasing points this week in one more week and then you can go for it because how much, unless Rangers go out and absolutely pummel Celtic, and you bet the right players, or vice versa, and you get the right players, how much you're going to be behind, how much further you're going to be in front of one more game week? Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, Tom, you've been shrewd with your chips
1: last season. You you kept kept a hold of them um, till Christmas time. So, are you looking to do the same again?
2: Um, I think I'll try and kick it on for as long as I can. I could be tempted to wild card earlier this season. I think. I agree with Peter. I think this is probably at least a week too soon. soon. I wouldn't be um, against maybe doing it within the next uh, two or three game weeks. Another factor which hasn't been mentioned is um, the transfer window is still open. Um, there might be a few gems which come in and you end up trying to make a lot of transfers, trying to get these guys in. Um, mm. Some players might come in and hit the ground running. Another factor could be there's a lot of pressure on um, Brendan Rogers just now. Um, I think maybe this is wishful thinking from me, but uh, say, for example, they're signing <clears> a player <throat> like Daniel Podence and he comes into the game, you know, like, six, five, uh, what, what could he be, like, 5.9 million or something like that? It's then going to take quite a lot of work to get him in if he comes into the Celtic the team. I doubt he'd start this weekend, but then, see, he comes in and he's, a, he's an instant hit. It's, it's going to be tough trying to get a player like that in. Um so I think there's um, even just waiting that one week um, will give you some time to sort of reassess and perhaps a, a lot more information in terms of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, all good. All good comments.
1: The way I see it is, you know, I get itchy feet when I talk about <laughs> these things. I look at my team, I think he's rubbish, he's rubbish. We'll get rid of him, we'll get rid of him. Um, and then I just end up talking myself into it. I wouldn't be too bothered about the Rangers Celtic fixture because I'd be getting rid of two settled players. I'd keep for the um, You know, I just think I've picked the wrong players to start with. Like Robinson that you mentioned, that Dundee leads the table for missed chances. All he's done for me this season is miss a penalty. You know, and I'm missing out potentially on on some of the other, you know, Watkins or other players of of that nature. So. You just see it; every game week passes. I am not doing that well, and that nags at the back of you. It could all backfire. A well card did it last season, and um, to try and do well in the cup, and I, I think I probably did worse, and I just left my team. So, I must caveat everything I've said: is you know, it doesn't always work out. It feels good at the time, but you know, it's unpredictable. A few more days left. The transfer window will be shut by the time the next game week starts. So, I will, you will at least. Know who's available from each team. I guess I'll leave it till Friday, see how I'm feeling. If I've had a good week um, and I get confidence with Rangers, then I might be, yep, everything's good in the world. Rangers get beat and, you know, I'm a bit unhappy with life. I'll just say, <laughs> nah, let's go for it. So both <laughs> options are open, but I know there's people in there that are in the same boat and um, have similar ideas. So you can make it out what you will. Um,
3: and if you do, good luck. Do so you have a, a kind of rough? You know, don't need tales of players, obviously, but you have a rough. Draft I mean, there. yeah, I
1: have wrote down, uh, where was it? So I'd have somebody like Heming and Goals, Tavenier, Kelly Defender, Ross County Defender, Livy Defender. So I've not really nailed down which ones. Mm-hmm. I have put Borna in there, I've got Cantwell in there, Spittle, Armstrong, uh, Boyle, Kyogo, Watkins, and then another cheap forward. So a lot of those names were our names that we particularly talked about this game week you know, come next game week, it might not be the same. But I think up front isn't offering the same value. So you want the likes of a Boyle and Armstrong in there uh, on penalties, you know, gets good returns. That would uh, strengthen your case. And at the back, you know, just cheap out to to be able to spend that money. But as I say, it's, it's a template kind of team, just based on the limited information that we've got. I don't even know if I can afford all of that, but uh, I've got to imagine it would be close because I wouldn't have a Ranger forward uh, I wouldn't have Shanklin to Miofsky so there, there probably is a big saving there that I could spread across the team
3: OK we'll wait for the bated breath to the weekend see when you've pulled, <laughs> pulled, the, pulled the trigger or not Also, a different situation I mean I've got three players flagged but I've got three players on the bench I'll make one transfer this week just, I'll, I'll run with one more week and see how the team looks next week and I've been quite happy with start of the season so I don't feel I'm that far away but guys like Boyle you mentioned Donnie Boyle gets met your feet going I don't want to make leave it two, three weeks. If he has two yeah. good three weeks, that's point three million you've got to find because it will go up. Yeah. Right. So we'll go to our questions. We've got a quick no, we've got three questions, haven't we?
1: Yeah.
3: All right <coughs> oh, to find it. Okay. Right. First question is from FPL Liger. So looking forward to the pod. Time to let time to let Cantwell go? Question mark. Another seemingly subpar performance in fantasy terms. Would you be looking to pivot elsewhere? So Donnie, you're the Cantwell fan. You said you're still on your team. So Cantwell, you're staying with him.
1: Yeah, a lot of hate for Cantwell this week in the in the questions. I think you got to look at the fixtures. Rangers have had they've had Kilmarnock away and Ross County away. Probably two of the worst teams. Uh, that's set up defensively. Cantwell's not that uh, type of player. I think the game this weekend is right up Cantwell Street. I think he's got Celtic on toast, uh, and I think he he could be quite dangerous. What that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think he is a big game player. Um, so if he doesn't do anything this weekend, then yeah, I'll leap my words and going can all get rid of him. But I think he's better than what he's showing. Uh, and I don't think the fixtures have been too kind You've got to look at the alternatives. You know, Celtic, there's nobody catching fire there. Armstrong, O'Hara, not get much there. Boyle would probably be the most obvious go-to um, as far as that's concerned. But I think if you hold Cantwell all season, I think you'll get a lot of returns. Um, again, going back to making knee-jerk decisions, I think this would be one. Give him one more game, see how it pans out. And then if you're wanting to make wholesale changes, then use him. Um, in terms of your cash value to to move elsewhere, but I just think he's too good not to return week in week out.
2: Tom, thoughts on Cantwell? Um, I, I get that he's um, probably been a disappointment so far in terms of his returns, but as as um, as Donny said, you've got to look at the alternatives. Boyle is probably the most obvious, but then again. He's only scored one goal. Um, they're away to Aberdeen this week, away to Kilmarnock the week after. Kilmarnock's been pretty good defensively. They do have a couple of nice plum fixtures against St. Johnston at home and Dundee at home, but then they face Hearts, Celtic, then Rangers all in a row. So, I don't know. In terms of midfield, there's there's no one that's really, um, nobody that's really doing it for me. Well, apart from a new favourite, Luke McAllen at Dundee. Um, so, I don't know. I just feel like you're kind of trading one off for, for, for another, really. Um, if, if there is a player that you've got your eye on, if, if there's a, a wee gem there that you think is just about to start hitting, then I suppose you could switch to that. But I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't I don't see too much harm in, in holding on to him and, and see what happens.
3: Nick? The only thing I would say is he's definitely playing less advanced with the new strikers on the team. So maybe people are seeing that and seen nothing as involved. I could potentially see him playing in the 10 role this Sunday, mind you, against Celtic, playing further up. But the question came in my head is, well, who do you bring in instead? And if you're going to have three Rangers players, who's the alternatives? So, say example, you have Tavon Barasic. Well, who's the third one I'm going to be? And I always go back to Campbell, As Donnie said, he's probably the most talented of them all. He's probably got the most guile for him for his forward pass, so there's nobody who stands out, he's not that pricey, 5.4 is obviously premium in this game, but is it Boyle, you go to Boyle, do you go to O'Hara, are you going to get the same returns, I think, as Donnie said, I think if you stick with Campbell for the end of the season, unless you fall until the drops, and we'll be wrong if they'll transfer off, I think you'll get decent returns, until somebody else, maybe in this team, or somebody else, in alternative teams, stand out, and it's like you can't not pick them, I think I'm happy to go with Campbell. I think he'll return quite often, so, Josh McCaffrey's pretty much asked the same question. So, Josh Mac underscore zero five. What do you think of Cantwell? Not passing test for me, and has just one assist to his name. And XGI of 033, taking up million as well. So, we've kind of covered that. XGI still, it's a low sample size. I mean, he could go nuts this week or nuts next week. To me, I keep him. I think we've all given people, keep him. The list of comes up. Boyle's the one we've all mentioned, that, of three dimensions, sorry. It's the one. If Boyle does go nuts and start showing better form, if they get a goal manager that use them more from the middle, then it's an easy sideways step to Boyle and it frees you around just space somewhere else. So it's not the end of the world. I don't think I don't think Pokemon like is that expensive, to be honest. I like, think it's all right for a guy who's to me pretty much nil most weeks, to not Would you agree?
1: He's very yeah, absolutely.
3: He's the thing really is, often. we've probably
1: all got a bad and he's in and out of that Celtic team already. So I know, like shot him last week. He's one that you'd probably want to get rid of ahead of uh, Cantwell, so um, no, I think he's too good.
3: I sold a badder last week by how I got him for O'Reilly. <laughs> I just think his form's been terrible. Yeah. I think they're going to bring another winger. I think a badder's bad going to be quickly finding himself on the bench. And he's linked with Sporting Lisbon, Tom. Don't we've seen that news today.
2: Mm-hmm. Portuguese
3: Portuguese press linking him Sport in Lisbon. Second question from Josh was anyone knows anything about Ndaba. I brought him in last game week. I think he'd recover from the Celtic game in the Cup. Well, I think the lad himself tweeted yesterday, and Tom has retweeted that he's got a long-term injury, so we're to have replace him. He's out for... He didn't even mention that timeframe on it, so... Says he's out. for a while. That
2: was implied. So I think he's
3: out for, for... a long period. Months rather than weeks, so get him out of your team. Right, and Donny, you had a question on your side, didn't you? Let's see what it says. Yeah. Andrew X Andrew L8 r What's the biggest deduction hit you should take now to revamp your poor-performing squad? Is it tailored to So, Donnie over to US is your
1: <laughs> Yeah, welcome to my camp. Um, so obviously I talked about wild cards, and as it's proved, there's a lot of you in the same boat. I think minus eight is drastic, <laughs> but if you had two free transfers and made another two, that would give you four changes. That should plug all your holes. But if you took minus eight just to make three, I think that's quite hard. It's quite difficult to make up those points because if you just leave, you know, if they're getting game time, they've got probably six points on the board. If they don't do anything, you're probably better just leaving it. You know, if you take a minus eight, it's, what, almost two goals that you need just to get you back on level terms. So that's why I would just rather change everything all at once because well, last two weeks I've took minus four, minus four, and I'm still not really in a much better position. So I think if you had two free, then I'd take a minus eight. If you just had one free, I I don't think I would take a minus eight. That's quite a lot. I think I would just push it. But as the guys say, maybe just wait. Take a minus four maybe this week and then you can uh, decide um, off the back of that. So um, if your team is absolutely dire and you've just made a arse of it, then go for it. But as the guys say, if you can wait one more week, um, you might come out the other end a bit better off and, and you know, clear, thought of mind rather than knee-jerking like I'm doing, but um, minus eight is probably the limit I would go to.
3: Just on that, for a couple of you, Tom, I think a lot of these players who are asking these questions of maybe casuals who have played the game and they've picked 10 the cheapest players in each position, so there's no bench, so this is why you guys want a wild well card because they've picked like the cheapest 2.2. I've seen a lot of people high up in the league where they've just got no bench at all, so yeah, no card and looking for the cheapest assets that are maybe playing to revamp their team. So that's probably fine. I, I agree with you, Donnie. If it's a minus eight, but you've got two of the ease, you've got four transfers, that's probably the max I would do. Other than that, just pull up just pull
2: the trigger and go for a wild card. Thoughts, Tom? Um I mean I took a minus four this week and didn't work out at all. So I'm perhaps recently scorned. So I was I would say um if you've got two free transfers. I think a minus four would be maxed to me. I'd do th- three transfers for a minus four. Mini wildcard. I think minus eight, you're really pushing it. Um, there's not a lot of teams out there that are often, or players even, that are often consistency. So um, you do have to get a couple of clean sheets in order to break even. And that's only if the players that you're transferring out don't return. So I'm, I did take a minus four this week, but in the Scottish game, I'm, I'm a lot more adverse to, to hits than I am in FPL. Yeah. I think it's a lot more difficult to, to make back up the difference. So um, I'd say a minus four max for me.
3: Cool. Okay, that's the question's finished. Right, so the fixtures this week uh, as follows. We're going to have three or three games, so six teams you'll see the the team news of. And that's Johnson, Dundee, London, St. Myrne, Kilmarnock, Ross County. And then to Sunday, Rangers vs Celtic, Hearts Motherwell, Aberdeen, Hibernian. So upon hearing those fixtures, Tom... And I know the confidence is coming back into your veins. I can feel it from here. Who is your captain, vice-captain and transfer thoughts this week?
2: Um, Transfer-wise, I'm probably going to get rid of a badder. Um, I'll probably go for Luke McCown, to be honest with you. trying and free up some funds so I can upgrade a defender the following week um, to Barisic, because I think Barisic is your, your, your um, second Rangers slot right away. Um, in terms of Captain and Vice Captain. You could probably just stick with Captain Tav, probably a, a wee penalty avoided there, so <laughs> <laughs> you, I should, like you should be, be alright with that. And then um vice captain. That these are usually the weeks to maybe take a little bit of a punt. Um so with that being said. I don't know. Who would I go for? Luke McEwen, vice-captain. Here we are.
3: You're all in and look like that one. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> who's your thoughts, transfers? Well, oh, if you don't wildcard, obviously, who's your thoughts, transfers, vice-captain and captain? No, that's okay. It's been, I can't remember the last time Rangers got a penalty against Celtic.
1: Um, it's at Ibrox, so there's no chance Celtic will get one. Um, captain Tav, I think, is, um, is a decent shout. He did score a good free kick at Parkhead last season. Um, got a lot of points over that. None of the other fixtures are particularly great um, to target. I potentially thought of Watkins um, for Kilmarnock, uh, but that's potentially one of my transfers in. If I was getting rid of a Bada, uh, I'd probably take in Boyle um, and maybe Robinson, pull the button on him and, and get in Watkins. So That would maybe be the, be the moves that I make. Vice-captain, yeah, I think Watkins, he's in a rich vein of form, so We'll be back him there and stick with Cal for the tap and see hopefully getting a good result this weekend and see us top of the table on Sunday.
3: Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, my transfer plan is Ndaba back out. So, I'll either be, once I see the team news, prob- either Pen Rice, Livingston, or cheap Commandant defender against Ross County at home. They've both got decent fixtures on forward. I'll wait and see. Hopefully, they're both playing. I'll just be on the day of I pick. And I'm sticking with Captain Tav and Vice-Captain Kyogo because I think Celtic will still score. And if anyone's got to score, it'll still be hashes, so. yeah hashes. He's as likely this week as any because, as you say, the Viches aren't exactly the kindest for other teams. So I think I'll just stick to tried and tested and see what happens with that. Good luck. Okay. That is us. That was Brendan Rodgers, Esker. Okay. Right. <laughs> That's us finished. Donny, get your plugs in. Okay. okay. I am at FFS underscore Donny.
2: Right. at FFS underscore scout
3: um, at Fantasy House we'll be back next week covering these games and the nurture and the draw and then we'll be week off because of the national break so say goodbye guys bye 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 see you later